This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live out front of the Jazz Team Store here at Vivint Arena. Summer League continues on, but fall camps continue on as well, Gordon. And uh, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property that is concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at SmartRain.com. Net. She covers uh, BYU for the Salt Lake Tribune. She's Norma Gonzalez with us right here on the big show. Hi, Norma. Hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're, we're doing, doing great. fine. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. doing really good. You're not, you're not busy or anything now, are you, Norma? I mean, I just got a call back from someone, and I just needed to write, like, three sentences. But <laughs> other than that, I'm just more concerned of trying to breathe through all the smoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, this has really been something, this uh, smoky day today. Um, how, uh, I guess we'll start with kind of a broad question. What's kind of been uh, the theme as BYU's open camp? What's, uh, what's the buzz down there in Provo? I mean, I, I don't know about everyone else, but I was kind of impressed by, by Hall. Um, he's the one that stood up the most to me. Obviously, the whole big buzz is the quarterback battle. Um, so all eyes were on the quarterbacks yesterday. And the one that kind of dazzled me the most was Jaron. And why is that? I don't know. He had more of the explosive plays. I don't know if maybe the guys, the other guys, had explosive plays while we weren't there for like during the observation period. Um, and I think it's also because he kind of did the same thing that Wilson did a year ago, and he went off to California to work with John Beck. And it seems like maybe he just put in the most work during the off season to make sure to not have any type of drop. Hmm. Given, uh, I, I don't want to say injury history because that might be a little extreme, but when he did get an opportunity to play a couple of years ago, uh, he dealt with some, some injuries. You think it's mm-hmm. a situation down there where they want to make sure they've got a few guys prepped and ready to go? Oh, for sure. But that's, I feel like that's the mentality across the board. They've, I mean, 2019 was just a hard year in terms of injuries all around. Um, so I feel like they kind of learned their lesson and they have to have next man up at all positions, but particularly at quarterback because we saw what happened two years ago. So as I look at it, Norma, I see that that those running backs that BYU has, I see the receiving core, I see the tight ends, and I think, okay, they've got some really nice talent at these skill positions Mm-hmm. All they have to do is have a quarterback that can deliver them the ball. And, uh, and of course, that's always the question, like you were talking about at BYU. But this, I, I guess from the flyover of the offense, it seems like this attack could be really effective. Oh, yeah, for sure. They have power at just about every position um, on the offense. So, really, I feel like they don't have an excuse to not perform. Um it's going to, I think, come down more to how the defense is able to kind of keep the game intact um, because the defense is so young. But the offense should be locked and loaded. 
Norma Gordon asked me this question earlier, but what do you think is going to be the most interesting thing? Just picking out one, what's going to be the most interesting thing or moment or storyline in this season for BYU this year? That's, that's crazy. I don't know if I can pick just one thing. I'll get, hey, I'll give you my answer as an example. Uh, just to, My answer was I want to see how many games they win against the Pac-12. With five, oh. five teams on the schedule, I'm curious to how they do against those five teams. For sure. So obviously I feel like one of the biggest topics heading into the season, uh, with everything that's going on in college football as a whole, is kind of can BYU make a case for itself to be a Power 5 program. So having seven Power 5 teams on their schedule can help their case, um, but they do play a lot of Pac-12. So yeah, how they fare against Pac-12 will definitely be important. Um, obviously, their quarterback situation will be another important part. And just like any other team around the country, the COVID situation can really take front seat if they're not careful. The way I see that defense, Norma, I, th- I see the linebacking core, and I think, okay, that'll probably be the heart of the defense. Uh, I think that's what Kalani said as has been saying. But how are they going to put together that defensive front. And do you think BYU will be able to address or conquer its issues, its challenges with a lack of pressure on opposing quarterbacks? Yeah. um, Yesterday, Lopa gave like a great interview and was saying that he doesn't expect for the defensive line to kind of drop as much as some people are thinking. Because obviously they're without their big man, Tyrus Tonga, and he was a very dominating presence. He set the tone for the defensive line. Um, but he feels like they have the tool to reload and be able to, to do the same. And at this moment, I might give them a little bit of a benefit now just because they've had a top defensive line, what is it, three out of the four last season. Um, it is kind of young, but young in what terms? Because these men are still older than a lot of other college athletes. Um, so that just depends on how quickly they can pick up the scheme, but it's the same type of scheme that they've been working with. So it shouldn't be that hard for them. Norma Gonzalez uh, with us. She covers BYU for the Salt Lake Tribune. Norma, are we seeing any, uh, I guess, effects? Or are you hearing about anybody's experiences with the name, image, and likeness thing? We've seen you know, some of the tweets uh, about the program BYU is doing to go hand-in-hand. Hand. Uh, how's that going? Yeah, we actually asked the team yesterday like if maybe players are getting distracted with the whole NIL thing because that is a possibility. Um, but it seems like a lot of them are taking the route of getting an agent and have that agent deal with everything, and then they just play. Um, obviously, whoever becomes a quarterback will become the face of the program, and then that could really change everything in regards to the nil um so that's just a waiting game but so far there hasn't been too many announcements out of the football players guys there's been a few that have done that what is it the buckshot lip balm type of thing but mostly they're just like getting agents and just getting ready i think it's not it's not really gonna start coming in as much until the season starts and people can actually see them playing again and put a, a face and name together Norm, I've always been impressed by uh, A-Rod, and uh, I just think he's a bright football guy and has a good way with players. Uh, Jeff Grimes leaves. Aaron Roderick steps in. 
still got Fessy down there. I mean, do you think there's going to be any kind of ill effect uh, from the departure of Jeff Grimes? No, I don't think so. Um, the offensive staff is all the same. Um, they're just down one coach, but he was an extra coach. So, I mean, they all still have the same, um, what is it, like responsibilities and the same job to do. So they're, they're all fine. And A-Rod seems to have, like, stepped into this new role just fine. Um, he's still mostly taking care of the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And so everything seems to be going just as smoothly as it did last year. The offensive line, uh, really under Coach Grimes, but particularly last year, was certainly a, a strength. Even though he's not going to be uh, on that coaching staff, what do you think uh, the line's going to look like this year? The line still be kind of strong. I mean, they still have um, with James Empey, yep. uh, who's one of the most veteran players that they have on the line. He's made it to a couple a couple preseason watch lists and he has the size he has the, the dominating presence um, and I think from they can build the line around him so that they should be they should be if not as, as strong as last year almost as strong as last year so Norma this question might be premature but uh, let me get your best guess other than the quarterback position, because like you said, that's always the, the position that comes under the spotlight. But is there somebody that you have noticed who could be a star this year? Or if they're already a, uh, an advanced player, could really take a leap forward uh, with this team this time around? Yeah, for sure. Um, Neil Powell is someone that, I mean, people have seen for years. But he looked very sharp yesterday, catching some long passes from Jaron Hall. I think, based off of what I saw and then based off of what some coaches said, um, he should have a, a great season this year. Obviously, they are loaded at the wide receiver position. So it's going to be hard to decide who's going to be the starter um, or two starters, whatever the case is. Um, but I see Neil having a really good year this, this season. You know, with with that in mind, a strong receiving core. We talked about the running backs, uh, quarterback position. Is this is this team going to have an offensive identity? Uh, you know, Kalani Satake is a defensive coach, obviously, but is this going to be an offensive club? I think so. That's what it's looking like right now. Obviously, fall camp just started, so we don't know just yet. But as of right now, I feel like I feel confident about the offense. The defense is where I'm still like, okay, can you guys step it up again? What do you make of the back end of that defense? What's, what, how, how's that going to look? The, I mean, the cornerbacks are the most veteran group out of all the defense. So actually, the back end might actually be the strongest as of right now. Hmm. Norma Gonzalez from the Salt Lake Tribune. She covers BYU with us here on the big show. Norma, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Norma Gonzalez, sltrib.com. We're firing all these questions at her, and, uh, I mean, it's early yet. Oh, yeah, it's totally early. I, but I do find what she said really interesting, that you can sort of see uh, improvement in certain players over what they did over the offseason uh, that might uh, evidence right away. Well, BYU, the, 
should hope that's true because they've got a lot to replace. So yeah, now it's Aaron more... Hall. She said he looked really sharp, explosive. I think was the word she used. So that, that's good because I asked you yesterday, Jake. Is this a situation where uh, you really do have three great options, or is having three quarterbacks having none? Or are they? Do they currently have three quarterbacks? I mean, we don't know. We don't know how much of a race this really is, right? We're not in their brain. They're not going to be honest about it. So, well, but they have three guys who are seem to be somewhat capable yeah. uh, marching toward that starting position. Well, two guys that have won football games for sure. BYU in the past. So that, that and is a very something. highly recruited uh, high school player, right? So, uh, you know, it, it certainly will help if the offensive is, it, the offense is productive. I mean, it will really help if the offensive line is good again this year. And then they, if they have uh, talent to utilize, that will make uh, any quarterback's job easier, certainly. That, I, I, I think it's interesting. Are we going to see a, a shoot-em-out type BYU team again? I mean, that's, it's one thing to do that with Zach Wilson. Yeah, I think that's exactly what you're going to see because A-Rod, that's his mentality to attack the whole field. And, look, they've got those running backs. I mean, Algier is – that kid's a stud. He's and really good. And, and it's not about attacking, though. It's putting points up. Right. Are, are I, they, are they going to be able but to that's score? That's what I mean. They can go – yes, I think they will be able to score. Um, and, obviously, the quarterback position is so important that uh, we're going to have to see how that works out. But I, I, if you were to ask me now, I think BYU – will will be more effective in scoring points than BYU will be in limiting teams to scoring points. I agree with that, but Utah, USC, and Arizona State all have real defenses. I mean, yeah. so if BYU is going to be a shoot-em-out team, you can say, uh, well, we're going to be aggressive until you're blue in the face, but can you put up points on good defenses? Because it sounds like that – you know, we're talking to talking to Jay yesterday, talking to Norma today. It sounds like there's not a whole lot of confidence that BYU's defense is going to be really stout. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that they're going to be bad, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the strength of the team. It yeah. doesn't sound like. Yeah. So, are you able to score enough points that you're going to be able to win football games because you're going to give up some? You mean like BYU teams of old? It's <laughs> a lot like BYU. Going teams back of to old. 1980. Right. I mean, if if that's going to be their identity. Can they put up? I mean, how many points a game? You know, can yeah. they? Can they be against that caliber of against good defenses? Well, really, that question you pose is applicable not just to the offense, not just to the defense, not just to special teams, not just to the coaching staff. It's applicable to everything based off what happened last season. Everything is, and we asked Jay Drew about this. Everything is a is a substantiation of what took place last year i don't think so oh jake how can you they were they were 11 and 1 last year it's a different team this year yeah but but what but the program still there are those who wouldn't give that team a year ago the credit that they thought they deserved because of the level of competition they were playing and so if byu goes out this year against the higher level of competition and lays an egg, then, then there will be people who say, see, they weren't that good last year. Well, those people. There, there will be, Jake. You so, know that. so what? So what? They, uh, I hate that take. But that's, I mean, what, that, but that's what people do. And, and, and my, my these, opinion, are pr- these are proud players 
and, and there are many of whom who contributed to that success a year ago who don't. They, that, I mean, that's the last thing they want to have happen. My opinion about last year's team will not change one iota based on what happens this year. How can you say that? Because it's a fact, because it's a different team. The number two pick in the Dern draft isn't on the I team. I know, but you're still going to be able to see if the team can hang with It's uh, a different team. It, it, it is a different and team, but it's, you, it's the same program. It's not. And, and, and there's a good number of players who, who were played a role in what happened a year ago who are still around. It was not their fault what happened to them a year ago. They could only play the teams that were in front of them. That, that was true last year of all years. I am not going to change my opinion on that team based on an entirely different team. A year later, without the number two pick in the draft, without the best offensive tackle in the Jordan country, those are oh, two he really he important wasn't the players. Best well, well, he was an All-American. He of was some good sort yesterday. He was, uh, he last was year, good. he was good. He graded out very high. Best offensive tackle to come through BYU in, in twenty-five years, thirty years. I don't know. So those those two players alone, let alone Kyrus Tonga, who uh, Norma just talked about there, and we could go on and on. These great players are gone. Jay, people measure. I don't care about and, people. Let's and, talk and about Jay, you. People, oh, I, I there's. <laughs> I, you talk about me being in a hundred acre wood. I think you are in a hundred acre wood on this one. Let's talk about your opinion of last year's team. I, I will think, that change based on something that will happen this year? Um, I have questions. Oh come on! I do have oh, questions. Come on! How can you not so you're, have? When you say I people, thought, you're I talking that, about no, you. No, no, I'm talking about uh, uh, Jay. Agreed with me. I don't care. Jay's not. He's uh, pretty smart. He's pretty smart. He hasn't been right about a hundred percent of things in his life. <laughs> Why? Wouldn't be the first you're time bring, I disagree with Jay. You're bringing this up because you disagree with him. But I, I Why would it change? Why would it change my opinion on what I saw last year? Because they didn't have an opportunity to really prove themselves against this caliber of Which competition. Which is not their fault. Well, of course it's not their fault. That's not my point. And it's not the same team. It's not the same team, but and I'm not even saying necessarily what the what the win-loss record will be, but if they perform well, this year, I think that's that is an exclamation point to what they did a year ago, and I think that is on their minds. That it's be, on the coaches' minds. They may not admit that publicly, but they're thinking it. And that's true to the. If that's true to the positive, it's also true to the negative. This is just this is just one of the burdens that BYU faces as an independent. Uh, if they were in a different conference, if they were in a Power Five conference, I'm not. I, it wouldn't apply. But it does apply because of the variation in the caliber of competition, which is one of the things that was so ironic about what some people, skeptics, were saying a year ago, uh, or uh, even as they were a talent in the draft was being evaluated. Some folks were saying, yeah, but they didn't really play anybody. Yeah, also, you, I'm looking at one. No, I'm talking about – no, I didn't say that about Zach Wilson. I, th- I thought he would be uh, a really good quarterback was, and be yeah, highly thought of. It was, yeah, but about it, all year last but, year. But, no, it wasn't. But it, it, it was early on. But then as we saw, we got to watch this team play, we thought, okay, these guys look pretty good. And that's why I think BYU is going to be better this year than a lot of people think. Okay. So don't be pointing that greasy finger at me. Uh, I just remember our shows last year. What? It was, yeah, we had a whole show about yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, 
but it wasn't necessarily me. It's so it was not. Yeah, yeah, but they're wrong. Look at that. Jake, look at I, the I caliber just, it, of It's remarkable to me that you just just dismiss what a lot of people were saying last year, as though it's a non-factor. It is a factor because perception is important. What did uh, Andre Agassi used to say? Image is everything. <laughs> All right, hey, we just got this uh, email. We're going to have a press conference today at 445. Jazz General Manager Justin Zanuck is going to be uh, available to the media. Uh, That is all the information that we have. So we don't know exactly what will be addressed at said uh, press conference, but I'm assuming it has to do with, you know. All the moves? I would guess. I will happily forfeit my not sports report time to, as PK calls him, Jay-Z. We're all happy about that. <laughs> that, that. That is such a low blow. That and, was a and, softball and, 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 that and, and, you just lobbed right and, across and, and, the yeah, plate. But, you know, when I open myself up with a with a moment where of uh, of honesty, and then you you do that. You can't you can't do that. I mean, that was like soft toss right there. That was just <laughs> Jake. I'm really starting to think there's something wrong with you. You and me both, there, buddy. There, there, <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Game sponsored by Wrangler. Introducing ATG by Wrangler, outdoor apparel that doesn't compromise. Shop Wrangler.com. Organizers are racing to beat the weather and make it through the final round of a women's golf competition today. Tee times were moved up by an hour, and groups will go off from both the first and tenth tees in an effort to combat impending storms. Golfers are on the course now. The leaders are slated to tee off in just over an hour. Nellie Korda of the United States has the lead at 15 under par, three shots ahead of India's Aditi Ashuk. Here's an updated look at the medal count as we head into the penultimate day of competition at the Tokyo Games. The United States has a commanding lead in the race for most overall medals with 98. That's 19 more than China, who has 79. ROC, a distant third, with 62. The Chinese have won more gold medals than anyone else. They've got 36, while the U.S. has won 31, and Japan has 24. With this Summer Games update, I'm Ryan Radke, Westwood One Sports. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Uh, Olympic update right there, brought to you by our friends at Zero Res. Your pets are angels, but urine soap carpet is a nightmare for your house. Zero Res has a specialized method to remove stains that leaves your carpet clean and smelling fresh. Schedule your appointment with Zero Res Carpet Cleaning today at ZeroResSaltLake.com or up north, ZeroResDavisWeber.com. Coming up at uh, 445 we're going to air a press conference for you. Uh, the Jazz uh, have called it. Jazz General Manager Justin Zanuck will be available to the media. Gordon, we're not entirely sure what the subject matter is going to be, but I've got to imagine it's the uh, moves in the offseason. It's just weird because we, we talked about this the NBA uh, the other day. The NBA has so much weird red tape that you have to dance around yeah. before you can actually talk about it that I don't even know what – Zanuck's going to be able to talk or not talk about, but they're not Unless, calling a press conference for fun. Do you think perhaps that uh, some of this stuff had been finalized? That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Like they're finally able to yeah. 
finalize and dot the whatever and actually talk about it. Yeah, I mean, you can't. We all saw the draft. We all saw the move the Jazz made. And, and everybody knows what's going on with that, you know, but no, no, no. You gotta, and that's why that's why Jared Butler's not even playing in this uh, right. summer league. It's, it's just kind of. I, I don't know if there are legal ramifications that I'm unaware of, but can't we just hurry the thing up? I totally agree. Now, some uh, attorney or something like that will will probably argue with us, but yeah, can we get rid of <laughs> you need some somebody of, who actually knows? Can we get rid of some of the BS? You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm all about getting I, rid well, of the BS. I, for, personally, I find the, the, what do they call it, the moratorium or the, the week that they say that you have to wait before you can sign contracts. Like, yeah. that's so dumb. You just let them sign when they want to sign and move on with your life. Like, why? You, I mean, you, you would have thought that the DeAndre Jordan fiasco would have inspired some sort of trade on a uh, change on this front, right? Remember yeah. that story? Yes, I do. DeAndre Jordan agrees to a deal to go to Dallas to play for the Mavericks, and then at the 11th hour, Chris Paul and Doc Rivers fly to DeAndre's house in, in what well, it was in Houston, right? Yeah. And lock themselves into his house and not going to let him Houston leave. Or and, Dallas? No, he was signing with Dallas. He lived in Houston. Oh, I got you. Okay. And uh, they weren't going to let him leave till he re-signed with the Clippers. And remember that Mark Cuban is driving around Houston looking for him and all that <laughs> garbage. And it's just like it seems you're inviting this by having some yeah. stupid, pointless moratorium. Just. Let them sign the stupid contract. Yeah. Yep. But then again, maybe there's something that you and I are unaware of that uh, we are absolutely ignoring. But I'd almost prefer to ignore it. Yeah, some attorney or bureaucrat somewhere is getting paid to drag his feet <laughs> or her feet. I don't Those know. darn attorneys. But I tell you what, they are a plague upon society. If you don't know, Jake's married to one. <laughs> they just gum things up. <laughs> Naz, I hope you're listening right now. I... Oh, she knows I only partially mean it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I expect that we'll get Justin's uh, thoughts on the moves, and he's finally able to talk about it. But, again, I, I the, the press release announcing the press conference was very unspecific, so I don't know what he can you know, and just, can't talk about. It just about. dawned on me the reason that Naz turned you down when you, she, when you asked her out. For the first time? Yeah, because she hadn't quite learned how to navigate your BS. <laughs> I don't think that was the reason, but what? She that's thought not you the were reason ugly? that what? she said. Oh, I don't, we don't need to go into it. There was probably part of that, but, you know, she came around. All she right. came to her senses. Well, I, I'm, I'm interested in hearing what uh, Justin has to say because the Jazz have been active players. They have been busy and uh, they have been addressing their issues, and so it's. And I do think that they are better than they were last year. Now we'll see if that proves out, but I think that that's true. And I don't think you can say that about many other Western Conference teams. We talked to Eric Walden about that. I don't know. I'd listen to an argument about the Lakers. I guess I don't know if I'd 100% agree, but outside of that, who's even made a case that they're better? Phoenix is the same. The Clippers are the same without Kawhi Leonard for most of, if not all, of next year. Mm-hmm. Denver's the same. Portland's the same. I mean, who really who really got better in the Western Conference? Again, I think the Jazz got a little better. You know, nothing substantial. But did Dallas get any better? No. 
So you just rerun it and uh, see how it turns out this time around. But I do like the fact, like you're talking about, like Eric Eric talked to us about it earlier in the show. He said that uh, he's not sure that the Jazz are that much better, but they're better equipped to handle switching defenses and uh, and small ball situations like what they faced against the Clippers. So, I mean, okay, I think you can say if they've done that, then you can say they are better. I don't think that's a very controversial take. They're not a lot better, but, but I think but they're, but they're already. But those really, things really that good. you and Eric mentioned, they, that makes them better. Yeah. If they're better equipped to handle exactly. that, that makes them better. That's my yeah. point. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll get to that press conference. Stay tuned. It's the Big Show, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty. The Zone. Five twelve-eighty. The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live uh, from Jazz Summer League here at Vivint Arena right out front uh, of the team store. We're holding, Gordon. We're treading water here for a couple of minutes until the press conference begins with Justin Zanuck. We did find out what it's about, though. What is it about? just released an official press release a moment ago. Uh, the Utah Jazz announced today that the team has re-signed guard Mike Conley. Do tell. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the breaking news. It's officially, officially, official, officially, official. Anything about the other moves? Nope. So I don't know uh, if we will hear anything about the other moves with Justin Zanuck. But, of course, the, that's the biggest move of the offseason. The, the other moves are, are interesting and changing out some pieces. But, but that was the priority, uh, bringing back Mike Conley. And really, I think it's interesting to hear from Justin what, what took place there and how it happened. Because Jazz fans wanted to believe that Mike Conley wanted to come back. But you never know. There no. was interest from other teams. So how, how did the Jazz go about their business? Because it was obvious that that's what they wanted to do. And uh, if you talk to anybody of any, uh, with any power in the organization, you, <laughs> you knew that they were going to do everything they could to keep him. Well, I'm sure they gave him the most dough and the most years. I mean... That simplifies, that third, that that third simplifies year. Uh, a decision. The third year was huge, I'm it, sure. It, for him. Yeah. We'll see. We just don't know how that's going to work out at the Jazz's end because what's Mike Conley going to look like two and a half years from now? He could look I'm, like a different player. And he's going to be being paid handsomely. That's, thus, he wanted the third year, I'm sure. <laughs> but on the other hand, he's a conscientious player who knows how to take care of himself. Yeah, he had some difficulties this last year and the year before. But some of that is just sort of unavoidable. But I would imagine that Mike Conley will do everything possible to put himself, to keep himself in, uh, in good playing shape. Now, if, it, if he has some bad luck, he has some bad luck. But it, it won't be because he's sitting around the dinner table pounding cheeseburgers and, you know, not worrying because he knows he's got a bunch of money coming his way either way. He seems to me like the type of guy to – that you honestly don't mind throwing in an extra third year. Does that make any sense? You, you know a few things. You know he's going to be a good teammate. Yes. You know he's going to do what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, he's not 100% healthy, but it's not going to be because of lack of effort or being out of shape or anything like that. Like, you, you know that's going to happen. You know he's, he's going to be good 
in the community and uh, a, a good citizen and an ambassador for the brand and all those sorts of things. So, you know, maybe when he gets to year number three, he's your backup point guard instead of your starting point guard, and fans are a little grumpy that he's overpaid. But you know what? If somebody's going to be overpaid, might as well be somebody like that. Well, they had to, for the here and now, they had to have him. Which is him. good for him. He, yeah. I mean, that's so. So that, go ahead and throw in the extra year, because you have to have him now. You've brought this up a thousand times, Jake. If the Jazz had not re-signed him, there was nothing they could do to address the giant hole that was in their starting lineup. That would have been left. Yep, it was really a no-brainer. It. it I mean, was. and and starting Joe Ingles is not the answer, folks. No. And some people were were starting to believe that. Uh, at the heading into the playoffs last year, but but, but and, and thus Michael Conley had a ton of leverage, and I'm sure he he played it. Yeah. All right, let's get to the press conference with Jazz general manager Justin Zanuck. Who's first? Um, Can we talk about Jared? I mean, has Jared been signed yet, or who has been signed? Okay. I guess we're having some issues. I don't know. Oh. Or maybe uh, we're still waiting. I think I heard some. Has not started yet. Oh, okay. We, we, we got a little too excited. Uh, we did. <laughs> well, not you and me. <laughs> we're such good teammates, aren't we? We are good teammates. It's fine. This sort of thing happens. It's, it's no big deal. Oh, oh okay, here we we're go. ready now. Let's go to it now. Um, Mike, I, I think I remember when we did our press conference out in Vegas when we first acquired him, did that press conference with him and Boyan, and uh, some of the same things that I thought would happen, uh, his leadership, you know, his ability to unite guys, to connect them, uh, we were really excited back then, and these two years have been really, really good with him, and uh, the opportunity for him to feel comfortable here, see what we're building here, his ability to connect with all parts of our organization, community, just made a ton of sense for us to continue that partnership. So not something I assumed would happen uh, after we had acquired him, but I, I know knew that we would put our best foot forward um, for him to see what the Utah Jazz and Salt Lake City and, and the state of Utah are all about. And he's embraced all of that. So. Um, can't can't say anything more, but he, he unites our team, and I think it gives us a different level that he's shown here in the last two years. So, was there was there at any point between the end of the season and, and you know getting the commitment uh, this week that you guys were like, well, we might lose him, or was it kind of you know I'm I'm not going to get into negotiations. I just think that he knew us very very well, and we knew him well, and so. The things that were important to him were important to us. Um, and we had one of his career years this past year. And uh, there's a lot of things that go into it, mostly Mike's hard work and, and talent. But uh, the ability for the, the organization coach to bring that out, I think he saw it as a good place. Again, I don't want to speak for him. <laughs> you guys will talk to him here when he gets in town. But uh, from our side, it was just a great, great uh, excuse or reason to continue the partnership. What made Rudy Gay the guy who you want to target with the Yeah, I think, you know, we do a ton of work during the season, our staff, 
you know, coaching staff included and our front office staff that just know the league. And at the end of every season, you always kind of take a look back and what are the things that you need or what could target and those opportunities. Sometimes they come up in the off season. Sometimes they come up through free agency, trade, draft. Uh, Rudy's experience, um, he's seen different programs and how they work, and he's continued to evolve his game and into how he fits. And I think he offers things better leadership, toughness, um, size of the core. Another compliment to Boyan and Royce and our other forwards. Um, so I think he'll fit in great. Obviously, a, this was more of a nice to have on top of his relationship with Mike. Um, that was, you know, Rudy's here because of his own talent and uh, him seeing what we're about. And I think he's excited about that. And we're excited to add him. Did his relationship with Mike any like mind to him to come here? I think it probably gave him a little bit more comfort as he got into free agency and was able to have somebody that he knows and trusts to tell him about what the state of Utah is like, the Utah Jazz, and and what coach is like, and what we're all what we're all about. So I'm sure it gave him some comfort level here. But uh, you know, whether he knew Mike or not, it, it obviously didn't hurt that with with their relationship. But uh, you know, he's just he's a guy that I think makes a lot of sense for our roster. Hey, the most surprising move of the of the bunch was Hassan Whiteside, and and. Curious kind of how that came to be and then what you think he's going to add as, you know, in that scenario. Sure. Um, Hassan's got a huge load of talent. Um, obviously, has had some very, very successful seasons and and uh, highly paid throughout his career in the NBA. I think the role that we had, um, which is a real role, a role every night, and uh, in the event of injury, he's a, he's a guy that started games for playoff teams so you know on his every nba player has their own journey and i think that we've shown an ability here with our coaching staff and our player development and our healthcare uh, group to be able to optimize players you know that are about those things and feels like hassan is and uh could be a great chance for us uh to address a position where we can have 48 minutes of rim protection um, ability to stay big and play big, but also have the other options on the roster. And his his experience and his productivity, I think, fit in well. And I, I know he's excited to get in here. I think Mike Conley and Rudy Gay and Joe Ingles and all of our other veterans and Donovan and, and Rudy Gobert, uh, I think, can help him speed up that process. He's played against us a lot, yeah. so <laughs> he knows us. You mentioned kind of the flexibility you have at the five, and you know, I'm, Rudy Gay played a little bit there with the Spurs last year. Obviously, we've got another new signing or uh, trade that we can't talk about. But um, you know, kind of, what does that flexibility give you compared to maybe last season? And are you excited about that? You know, I we trust Coach implicitly, and uh, we we have a very good partnership together to work on helping design a roster that can give our coaching staff and our players to be able to be put in the best opportunity to win, whether that's a matchup, uh, regular season, getting through the regular season, being ready for the playoffs. You know, most importantly with any sort of roster build is health. Um, and sometimes it requires a lot of luck, no matter how diligent you are, a lot of players, coaches, health performance. So 
we just want to be able to give coach and players opportunities to find the best fit possible. So every team every year has different things that, you know, can be opportunities to improve on. And I think these additions give us a chance to do that. What do you think you got better at this offseason with these additions? I just think, you know, we've done a good job with developing players at different stages in their career, you know, whether it's rookies or guys coming from overseas or even late career parts. I, what you always hope for in a season is just a, every season's kind of its own entity and going in, you know, a little bit of change along with a good amount of continuity, some lessons learned and an ability to go forward, but, you know, health, good fortune, being connected, staying connected. All of those things are important. And our guys know each other. They're, they're good dudes. And, uh, you know, I, I think that'll help the, the new guys get acclimated. You mentioned on draft night, kind of having Ryan in place, bringing a level of unprecedented training before. Do you kind of anticipate that this is the level that you're going to be at now? Do you anticipate making other down the line? But, I mean, obviously, you always yeah. be looking for. You know me well enough there. Um, that's what, you know, kind of what I said when it, what was it like midnight after the draft stuff and I was on like a sixth Red Bull. Um, the team building is all, this is all part of it, you know, so couldn't say much about it. Not that I knew that that was going to happen either during, after the draft, but that's just one part and we'll get through free agency. I think for now, it's something where you start looking at, you know, the edges of the roster and two ways and things like that, where there's opportunities to develop or improve or, or things like that. I don't see it as, um, we've accomplished the bulk of our work that needs to be accomplished going into the season. You know, obviously we get into the season, we see how things go, you know, everything is kind of up for grabs that way. But for right now, that's, you know, there'll, there'll be a, a few other additions, changes, things like that, but nothing that isn't, that really affects the bulk of the team at this time. But the, um, you know, with the premise that, that you guys have aspirations to, you know, you know, is next year an important year for for, for you guys? Every year is an important year, Tony. You know, I, I think we've sat up here and said it, you know, every year, and it, you know, may sound cliche for you guys, but um, from the Millers to Ryan and his, his group, you know, we're all committed to putting the best possible team, given options and things that have gone on on the floor. And so I think these moves have given us a chance to do that. Now we have to go out on the court perform and be connected and stay healthy and compete. But certainly it's at the levels um, that Ryan's shown his commitment. Um, that's not a one-year thing. It's just our commitment to building the best roster possible, given the vast resources that he's committed to the team, and, you know, trying to use those on a year-by-year -year basis. So long story short, yes, it's an important season. Next year's important too. Right now, I'm going to focus on, you know, what we've accomplished so far on paper, and um, we're excited about it. So, we're going to the season with, like I said before, you know, some continuity, a little bit of change. Um, I think guys are looking forward to having a full season without the compressed part. We'll see what that looks like this year. 
even though we've had a compressed off season. Um, and we'll get started here. I mean, what, six weeks? Five weeks, six, five weeks. It's amazing. Amazing. What's Jared's, sorry, what's Jared's status and what we deal with playing from So Jared's um, on a full, you know, workout regimen, uh, individually, basically in a return to play protocol from being off uh, in the off season. I kind of feel like if Vegas was 10 days later in summer league that he'd play, but um, he hasn't had contact in a while. And, I don't want his first contact necessarily from our health performance team. The coach, he said, there's no need to have his first contact be in like competitive live games. I think we'll be able to accomplish a lot of that in sort of our open gym period after, after Labor Day. Sort of it was two or three weeks before camp starts, but he's doing great. He's, he's, uh, you know, going full bore right now. I mean, he's chomping at the bit to play, but, you know, just, having a patient. Any other questions in the room before we go to Zoom? What you, can I ask about the guys yeah. who've been on summer league so far? What have you seen from Trent Forrest and Chris Burleson? I just, I'm really excited for these guys that have been in our program. Uh, some of them haven't played any games for 18 months. So for them to get on the court in competitive environments, Trent certainly had some minutes this year. And I think um, that experience has translated to him being able to connect guys on the court uh, with his teammates. So teams, our coaching staff have done a unbelievable job with Jazz Brewer, Jazz White. Uh, really proud for them to, to be able to show what we kind of know every day, but that they can show how well coached, how connected these guys are. Even in a short period of time with a lot of guys coming in that don't know our system, to be able to play well in a good brand of basketball. Is that good for the room? You guys good? Okay, we'll go on uh, Sarah Todd, Desert News. Sarah? Hi, Sarah. Hi, Justin. Sorry, I couldn't be there in person. Um, one second, Sarah. Let me see if I can turn the volume up. Hold on one minute. That's not going to work. There we go. There we go. Okay, go ahead. Sound good now? Yes. All right. Um, I know being asked uh, if you feel like you got better is a little bit of a tough question, especially without seeing how it all comes together. But do you feel pleased with the way that the off season has gone for you? Yeah, I, I do, Sarah. Um, we had a plan that we, we set out to try to accomplish. And I think we, we've done that. Um, you know, you caveated the question as well, just, you know, are we better? I, I think that we're giving ourselves the chance to be better. And we were already very good to excellent. So this is a long, this will be the start of a long season um, that you want to get off to a good start if you can and be connected. That's where the continuity comes in. And maybe even the short turnaround benefits us a little bit because of that. Um, we'll see what the schedule's like. We'll be waiting for that in the next couple of weeks. I would, I would imagine and see what. Is it truly what it was two years ago? You know, back-to-backs, travel, all of those things. Um, but I think we've got a group of guys on the court that will connect easily and quickly, and it'll be a good product for the, the city, for the, the state, and the fans, and a good product for them to watch. And also, I was wondering, I mean, I'm, I don't want you to try to speak for Quinn, but in conversations that you've had with him as – as the moves that you made progressed throughout the like last week, does it feel like he's excited about what the roster will look like this season? 
what I love about Quinn, um, he gives so much of himself and his staff gives so much of himself, whether it's the season or, um, you know, especially needing a little break after, after the season. But once he comes back energized and engaged and prepared, and he's just been a great partner for this. So I won't speak for him, but I think that, you know, doing this with him and, and Ryan, the ownership group, uh, I think the results, we've been very pleased. All right, good, Sarah. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Great. I don't think we have anyone else on Zoom, so if anyone in the room has another question, go for it. Otherwise, we will conclude. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, <clears throat> there you go. That's Justin Zanuck, Jazz General Manager. Uh, Finally uh, able to talk about the offseason moves that the Jazz have made. Of course, uh, you talked a lot about bringing Mike Conley back and then the additional um, uh, players coming aboard as well. He did confirm Jared Butler will not play in Vegas for the Summer League. And uh, Justin talked about how he hasn't had any on-court physical action in a while. And so they're not going to throw him into the deep end, which makes some sense. But uh, That's really too bad. Oh, yeah, getting to... Part of the best uh, best parts about summer league is getting to see yeah. the new uh, the new draft picks and, and, and for him, you right know? to get the on court experience, yeah, yeah. to uh, mm-hmm. sort of get his feet wet and, and move forward. I'm sure that uh, he's doing everything he can to uh, acclimate, but you know, I mean, <laughs> actually being out there on the floor and working with guys is probably uh, pretty valuable. Different manner. But I, you know what? I don't know how much he's going to contribute to this year's roster anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, you the fortieth pick in the draft. Yeah, you wouldn't think. You kind of do know, but you don't. Yeah, right. I mean, he could come in and, and he could show be Paul Millsap. You know. Yeah. He could come in and contribute right away. I, I shouldn't say that's not a possibility. I'm just not uh, counting on it. <laughs> you know, as I was listening to Justin talk about uh, Mike Conley and what they wanted to get done and why. You know, it's bigger than just where the Jazz are right now. Think about what they gave up for Mike Conley in the first place. And only after two years, and last year obviously was a year where he was really ascending to what Mike Conley can be. He was an all-star. But they gave up Grayson Allen, they gave up Kyle Korver, Jay Crowder, and two first-round picks. You know, so... If that had come to an end after after just the two years, then that would have been a little empty, you know. Grayson Allen got traded today. Where's he now? Milwaukee. Oh, really? And he got traded in exchange for Sam Merrill and two second round draft picks. Sam. Sam going to Memphis, which is actually a good thing for him, I think, because he might have a better um, better access to a role to huh. to getting some playing time yeah yep. well we'll see how that goes all right stay tuned we're live from summer league out here uh in front of the team store oh, we'll get to what's going on coming up next stay tuned 97.5 and 1280 the zone